business podcast. <laughs> oh, that's very singy this morning. Yeah. I'm Lauren. I'm Michelle. And welcome to the podcast, Lauren, and uh, our listener at home. I'm just going to take my very noisy jacket off because it's um, like parachute material and it's very noisy. Uh, now, the podcast yeah. today, Lauren, is brought to you by my business, Michelle Price, the Lightworker. And you can find me on Facebook under that name. I'm on all the different socials, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all of those. And I'm a medium, so I connect past our loved ones. I also am a mentor, so I help people develop and discover their gifts. And I teach Reiki on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. So if you're in the local vicinity, or I do have people travel from state to state within the country and do my courses when we're not in lockdown. So if you like the sound of any of those things, I'm also an Oracle card reader and I do a lot of Facebook lives and that sort of thing. So once a week, um, I definitely do a Facebook live on my own. And then uh, several other times during the month, I will do Facebook lives with other people. So joint Facebook lives too. So lots of readings um, if you need that guidance at the moment. So Michelle Price, the light worker on Facebook. And so Lauren, okay, so uh, uh, yeah, yep. I got confused there because I saw I was next in the thing. Yeah. So you keep going. Oh, no, I was just going to lead you into that. Um, but yeah, the theme for oh. today is, did you want to explain the theme or would you like me to run that through that? Uh, yeah, you go ahead and explain the theme. So the theme for today is um, we've been living through a bit of a pandemic, as many people are aware, since really 2020 in Australia. And we've never really experienced this. And certainly Lauren and I were both made redundant, you know, during that time. So that's been unusual. You know, neither of us had been made redundant before. And all of a sudden we're uh, on the scrap heap, like a lot of other people. So it's really given a lot of people a big shake up. And I think about it like a snow globe, you know, like a snow globe where you sort of shake it up, all the stuff goes everywhere. And then you kind of allow everything to kind of settle back down again. So you know, it has had a really big impact on a lot of different kinds of businesses um, and not just the usual ones. So, and maybe some of the ones we didn't really expect, you know, I don't think I was ever expecting, you know, my coffee shop not to be able to have people come in and sit down and eat, you know, um, a lot of things we took for granted, you know, we really appreciate now. So I guess, you know, what we wanted to talk about today was about sort of pivoting sometimes to stay afloat, diversifying, thinking outside the square, that sort of thing. So, you know, um, we have to keep our head above water. Um, so that's what today's theme is uh, all about, Lauren. And I'm going to do a card reading today. So I've got the cards here ready to go. So Lauren, did you want to uh, launch into anything about what's been going on with you? And I might just uh, shuffle these cards a little bit. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. So yeah, uh, basically it's uh, been a pretty non, I don't know, I was going to say what I'm, I can't even choose my words right now. I didn't sleep very well last night. I told uh, Michelle that before we hit record that uh, our pipes made a crazy sound. So I've been up basically on and off since one. So if my, uh, if my intellect is not as sharp today, that's why. So basically it, not a, not a huge eventful week. Uh, one of the things that I did sort of realize though, is that I need to work on my work-life balance. Haha. It's really easy to give people advice about this. It's very difficult sometimes to take your own advice. Uh, but what I realized, Michelle, is that I am working seven days a week and have been pretty much consistently for a long time. And I'm not necessarily working nine to five on a Saturday and a Sunday, but I'll be working four to six hours probably each day. And I'm realizing that I, I want to spend more time having fun and being with my partner and not just in front of the computer working away. So I am um, this weekend, I have decided that uh, this is the first weekend where I'm fully not working all weekend. Um, that's why I couldn't record tomorrow because I know you asked me. 
And um, I'm really just understanding that I need to create a little bit more space in my life for inspiration to enter, for rejuvenation to enter, for fun to happen. Not to say that my business isn't fun and I don't love what I'm doing. So it's just kind of me sort of recognizing that I really need to be 100% aware of where I'm spending my time, which I am pretty much all the time. But at the same, on the same side of that, you know, I do sometimes leave things later in the week if they're not a priority one, but I still need to accomplish them within the week. So these are some of the things that I kind of started to realize and uh, wishing myself luck with this. Uh, another thing too, I got my new angel card deck based on uh, you did an angel answers reading for for me a couple weeks yes, ago, and I, I just thought that deck was so absolutely beautiful, and uh, I got that deck, and then I uh, put a little reel on Instagram, or my uh, my business partner did, and uh, yeah, and then Radley Valentine, who's the creator of that deck, actually liked that post, which is just so awesome. It just goes to show you this. Yeah, it is because he's such a, uh, you know, well-known figure in in the uh, in the spiritual world and the tarot oracle world. Uh, I mean, I, I it goes to show you that you know, quote unquote, celebrities or influencers really are not that far away from us. You know what I mean? We really can speak with them and connect to them. And uh, I think it's just, yeah, I think it's cool. It really does. Social media in a lot of ways has really been bringing people together in that aspect. And I just thought that was really cool that he, that he showed his support in that way. I mean, very often people who are in that position, you would think that maybe they wouldn't know that that's important to do to kind of give support to the, to small, the small people. Well, it'd be but, like uh, it really says a lot. Being like Oprah, like yeah. posting about Oprah and going, oh my God, Oprah's like the queen or whatever. Like millions of people will post about Oprah every day. She couldn't possibly comment on every, you know, post. And I would be, I would be yeah. probably fall over dead if Oprah ever said, oh my God, you know, Michelle, that's wonderful. I'd be like, oh my God, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so it's really cool. And I mean, actually it's sort of perfectly in line with our, our conversation today because some of what I'm going to be talking about today is actually almost the flip side of what you're, you might be talking about, which is also about businesses that are very busy and have been consistently busy and thriving and really how to manage expectations from potential clients and customers. Because even if you're really busy, you never want to, you know, they always say, you know, keep marketing even when you're busy, because it's better to be in demand than to Think that you're really busy and not do anything and then all of a sudden it sort of falls off so yeah it just goes to show that everybody is a potential referrals a potential connection and uh i mean i've i actually have quite a few of radley valentine's um, decks so you know the fact that he supported me makes me even want to engage with him even that much more so yeah it's very cool so what have you been up to or do you want to go and launch into your uh into your card or are you going to um i've got the card the yes i might do the card yeah, okay yeah, uh, if that's okay. So I uh, actually drew three, which is um, annoying, but that's just my habit. So I might just run through all three really quickly um, and just show you what they are. They're just star seed oracle. Um, so I was sort of showing Lauren before they've got the beautiful triangle sort of shape there. Uh, they're Rebecca Campbell. Um, she's got a bunch of star seed oracles and they're very much in alignment with what um, those images that you were showing me uh, before were Lauren um, on Instagram. We're just having a look at someone's page. So the first one, um, and this is, uh, you know, the three, 
So this beautiful woman is sort of diving out of what looks like sort of a, a beautiful flower or something in the sky. So a lot of these, these are star seeds. So they're all sort of galactic. Um, it's earth school is the message there. So it almost looks like she's diving kind of through earth's atmosphere, if you like, um, into earth. Um, so it looks like she's coming through the atmosphere because there's this beautiful sort of colorful purpley pink sort of, um, you know, shape at her feet as she's diving. She literally is diving down. Um, so it looks like she's diving into earth, uh, life lessons, soul growth, study and higher learning. So this is really interesting because I think even with what we're talking about today, um, this really ties in super well. And I have found a lot of the cards we're drawing, Lauren, do uh, a bit of a segue, um, are a bit of a segue into what we're talking about for that episode. So this is about, we never stop learning. You know, earth is a place of learning. We come from, you know, some of us come from galaxy, you know, planets and stuff like that. Some of us are, you know, literally star seeds. And we come down to earth and that's where we have our big lessons and earth is a place of learning. It's a, you know, a teaching place. So we never stop learning while we're down here. So we're always studying. We're always learning something new. When we stop learning, I think we die. So that's certainly how I live my life. And, um, and, and, you know, I think Lauren does that as well. We're always trying to learn more. We, um, you know, we're never sitting here saying, look, I'm perfect. I've done it all. Yes. You know? So that's the purpose of yes. this. Here. Now, this is really fantastic. This is a great card too. It's got a bit of um, floral some floral aspects to it. There's some sticks. So it is quite earthy. She's sitting next to a pool with her legs crossed. Um, she's wearing pink um, and it is very earth, uh, this one. So there's the sticks, the dirt and all that sort of stuff. The card is I remember, and this is soul plan, the fated life versus destiny life. So I always say to people, life is a process of remembering. You know, we're remembering what we came in with, you know, what's in our little book that we brought in as a soul before we were born. And we're going back and trying to remember what on earth was in there. What are our gifts? Um, what are we meant to be doing down here? What are our heart's desires? So that's really reflection there. She's looking into the pool beneath her and she's reflecting, uh, looking within really. So looking back on what we're supposed to be remembering, what we're supposed to be doing. And it's, you know, choices versus, you know, um, some people believe that we're fated, you know, to do certain things or is it destiny? So I believe that we always have a choice. Lauren likes the quote, um, you know, make every choice your own. So it's recognizing every choice that we've ever made has brought us to this particular point. So we are in control. It's not just, you know, someone else kind of pulling the strings like a puppet. Um, yes, there's aspects of that, yeah. but largely we're making decisions and we're sort of forging our own path and hopefully listen to our intuition as we travel along that path. Now, this is uh, beautiful as well. So this is very, um, I guess, Asian uh, influence. And this is we, the halfers. So um, there's an image there of some big stone sort of pillars and they've got carvings in them with faces and it is quite Asian and there's like a little archway. So it looks like we can sort of walk through the archway. Um, this is deep love, mother's milk, birth as a portal. So that's a portal. We're walking through that. And this is source energy. You know, this is really for me uh, crossing over into the other realm um there's stars on the other side of that um so it's sort of moving through this um beautiful sort of portal um mm -hmm. understanding and higher power there for that one as well and uh walking through that gateway so new opportunities we are talking about that um you know soon in our uh, upcoming shows so uh deep love source energy and uh, birth is a portal so almost going through so it's um into something new you know new beginnings for me with that one uh, walking into something new. Um, the bottom of the deck is always my clarifier. So I just wanted to show you that one as well. This is cracked open. So you can see the girl is cracked right through the middle. 
uh, and this is really hitting rock bottom. So we can sort of pick ourselves oh, wow. up. Now, this has been happening a lot because we have uh, Chiron, if you follow astrology, in retrograde, which means essentially it looks like it's moving backwards. And that actually makes us want to crack ourselves open, do a lot of healing on past life trauma, ancestral healing. A lot more people are looking at past life readings with me. I've had a lot of people requesting them. So the past life readings that are coming through have been really amazing. You can also do regression or hypnotherapy and things like that. But a lot of people are doing this work and that's until December. So we Chiron remains in retrograde until December. So we're going to be really cracking ourselves open. And that's another thing that COVID sort of really makes us want to do, you know, because we're sort of like, well, we don't have all the control now and we appreciate things a lot more. So people are really uh, spending the time, I think, um, getting to know themselves a little bit better and um, doing some of that healing that they've been putting on the back burner maybe. And certainly I've noticed that in the, in the connections that I've had. So they're your Starseed Oracle for photo and I'll put that into the show notes. So um, I really feel like that... Um, the last card was for me because um, one of my sort of symbols at the moment is an archway walking through. That's one of the uh, things beautiful. that I'm really drawn to. Yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting that that reared its head. Yeah. yeah. Taking that opportunity it's really and it's cool. like our episode on not saying or saying yes, 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 yes. Um, taking every opportunity mm, yeah. itself to you. Oh, that's awesome. I'm just going to put that photo in. Um, now we're catching up on my week. Is that what we're doing now? Yeah. All yes. right. Well, I'll be pretty, uh, pretty short and sweet. Uh, it's been really great. I've had some awesome readings with some young women and it's been a real inspiration. I've got to tell you, I don't, I do have a mixed bag with ages and that sort of thing, but um, probably this past week, cause I read for one lady in particular, um, the psychologist that we spoke to for one of our episodes, Lauren, um, one of her clients, she recommended her to me. And so since she came, she's a younger lady. She's in her, uh, she's 30 and she's got a lot of friends who are like in their like twenties. And, um, she sort of recommended they all come and see me. So I've had a lot of, um, young women, beautiful Ooh. young women come in and see me and they're just incredible, like really spiritual, really open, really aware. And they're just like sitting there going, you know, they're not all closed off. Like some people, they're just like, here I am, you know, read for me, whatever. And we've just been having the most amazing connections. And it was so silly with one of these girls. It was um, two of them were best friends. And I, the second one came in and I didn't know they knew each other, but I'm going, God, you're really like this other girl that I read for today. This is so weird. Like I just, there were so many similarities and mannerisms and all this stuff. And eventually, like I said, oh, how did you come across me? And I was expecting to say she knew the other girl. And she said, oh, you know, Facebook, whatever. And I'm like, oh. And um, so I had no idea who she knew. And then eventually I just said, God, you really remind me of this girl from this morning. And she goes, Kayla. And I went, yeah. And she goes, that's my best friend. And I'm like, oh, she didn't tell me. She was trying not to tell me too much information. But um, I was like, God, that was so strange. Like there were so many similarities between them. But we just had the best time and like everything. It was one of those readings, Lauren, where sometimes you drop in so much to someone's energy. Like you know, it's usually if you're like, you got that sort of soul connection, like you've known them before. And I dropped in so much to her energy. Literally, I was, it was like everything came out of my mouth. I knew was going to be true. Everything sometimes you kind of second guess. Sometimes you kind of go, Ooh, Ooh, you know, I don't know. Like, should mm. I say that with her? It was like everything. It was like, this is what you had for breakfast. This is what you sleep in. This is your bed. This is your whatever, like everything, everything was there. And it was wow. just really amazing. And she was like, Oh my God. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, it was just really crazy. Like both of us were like that. And, um, at one point she said, Michelle, what would you say if I said, you know, number seven and I said divine and she went, Oh my God. And I went, what? 
um, what? And she's like, oh, like two people have said, you know, divine in sentences to me lately because she was like, universe, if you're trying to give me a sign, I want to hear the word divine. That's my, that's my sign. And um, oh, so two other people had said divine to her. And then she came to me and said, and I said, why did you ask about number seven? And she goes, I don't know. Someone told me to ask that. Like she's very connected spiritually. And she said, someone just said, ask Michelle about seven, ask Michelle about seven. And she said seven. And I said, divine. And she nearly fell off a chair because she was like, that's my word. That's my oh, word. Oh, that is like, so cool. It was just, it was so crazy. Um, so that was awesome. And I had a, um, a beautiful great granddad come through in another reading. And it was funny because my uncle Trevor, my mom's brother who died recently and his dad, my pop, they came in during the reading and I thought I was doing a past life reading, which Lauren and I are going to talk about in a, a couple of episodes time, but I thought I was doing a past life and I'm there going, you know, oh yeah, I'm doing a past life, whatever. And there's like a farm cart over here with like a horse on it. So I'd written horse down and I'm looking out the window doing my past life. And then I'm going, I've got this guy with this like fob watch and he's got one of those ones you pull out of your pocket and you put it back in the pocket and you look at it and it's on a chain. And I said, I've got this fob watch. And she goes like this, my client was sitting in front of me and she held her wrist up and she's turned it into his actual watch, her great granddad's watch. She turned it into a bracelet. It's on her wrist. And I'm going, oh my God. And she said, that's the reason I came here today. So I had no idea. She didn't tell me anything. I didn't know who she wanted to talk to, but her great granddad came through and mentioned this on her wrist. And I'm going, oh my God. And then my pop and my uncle were here going on about the trots and the horses and the trots and the horses. I noticed the guy, her great granddad had a um, newspaper under his arm and um, there was a lot of smoking, a lot of men, a lot of hats, you know, all of this. And I'm going, oh my God, what's my uncle and my grandpa doing here? And I was really distracted by them. What they were trying to tell me was he was involved in the trots because my grandpa kept saying, bookie, 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 bookie to me. And I'm like, oh, and I was trying to like go, are you guys like great gate crashing here? Like, I don't know what's going on. So I went, I didn't say anything. And then Sharon goes, um, he was like, he was involved in the trots, the horse races. And I just went, oh, oh, I was so annoyed at myself. Wow. Please close. I was just worried they were gate crashing because my uncle Trevor often, you know, after the funeral was in and I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? So now I'm like, all right, guys, okay, I get it. They were here, you know, to help me. And I'd already written the horses and everything down. And she said, I know that you were sort of skirting around it. And I said, yeah, actually my relatives were here and I was just worried they were gate crashing. So um, that was really annoying. Like I was so annoyed with myself that I didn't just say it, Uh, but it happens. And um, I'm always sort of second guessing just when my family drops in because I'm like, oh guys, guys. Anyway, that was really cool. I loved the pocket watch and I've actually had another pocket watch. Um, One of the ladies that I read for, Deb, who's one of my regulars, her dad just died. And um, I didn't know about this, but there was a couple of watches in the family and they actually have one of the same kind of watches. And she came in, she was testing me. She always tests me, but she came in going, all right, I want Michelle to talk. She said to her dad, tell Michelle to talk about the watches and then I'll believe it's you. Tell her to talk about the watches. And so I'm going, oh yeah, la la la, talking about this and that. And I went, oh, on the wrist, on the wrist, on the wrist. You still got like a watch, like gold watches. It's some sort of milestone. There was some sort of like significance around the watches, but it's like the watches, the watches. And she's gone, oh my God, oh my God. And then she held up this fob watch. And then she said, there's two other watches. And they were for the parents, um, bought them for each other, her parents uh, at their 50th wedding anniversary. Cause I knew it was some sort of milestone. I was telling her about my dad in the bank. He got one for like 30 years. So it was some sort of milestone. And she said, yeah, they bought them for each other on their 50th wedding anniversary. And then her dad had the pocket watch as well. I'm like, what are all these pocket watches doing lately? But she said, that was my, that was my thing. I was testing you and um, and dad gave (laughs) it to me. Yeah. And I I said, I don't care. Like, I mean, spirit will give me stuff anyway. So, you know, if you want to test me, test me, it doesn't matter because I just tell them what, you know, spirit's telling me. So um, yeah, it was 
all about watches, Lauren, all about watches. But meeting those young ladies was so cool because um, it gives you so much energy. Like I was on such a high, like after reading for them and um, especially Ella. Oh my God. Like it was just crazy. She's like seven and I'm like divine. And she's like, Oh my God. And I'm like, ah, you know, it's <laughs> it so, like, so cool. Funny. I love that. And I'm yeah. sure she's like, Oh, why, why is Michelle so excited about this? Cause she does this for a living, but I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm like, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this is so cool. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Just yeah. It's still energy. validation for you. You know, I mean, I she do can. talk about this in my podcast sometimes where I go, sometimes it just seems too good to be true. That yeah. There's this magical, amazing world. And, and we've always been sort of conditioned and taught to believe it's not real. Yeah. I mean, but it is real. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's magical. Mm. You know, it's, it is. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love kids. I had that um, child over here. I was saying to you off air um, during the week and he was like, Oh, so tell me about fairies, you know, what's gone with fairies. And I was like, well, I saw a fairy and she looked like A, B and C. And he's like, oh my God. And then he's like, are there ghosts here? Are there ghosts in your house? Where are the ghosts? Can you like bring them in? What are they talking about? Who are they? And all of this. And I'm just like, oh my God, so fabulous. Like kids are awesome. Like I never would have been doing any of that sort of stuff when I was growing up. Like, you know, he was just really interested. He loves his crystals, you know, all of that. The kids that are coming through are just amazing. Yeah. I think we're in really good hands, to be honest. Anyway, oh, good, uh, shall we get insane. into the show, Lauren? Yeah, let's get into the show. So one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about the show today is because uh, I, I think I was relaying to Michelle that I'm getting the kitchen redone. Actually, it's going to be happening in a week from now, which is super exciting. So by the time that we record our next episode, I'll have... Uh, already had my new kitchen installed. So one of the things that I was explaining to Michelle was that I was seeking quotes for my kitchen. And it was really interesting, you know, sort of the process of getting quotes from people. And, you know, at the moment, a lot of trades, at least in Australia or Northern North Queensland, where I live, are very, very busy. It's as though they don't really need to look for work. They just have an incredible amount of, uh, of business happening. And so as I was searching out these quotes, I was kind of experiencing a few different uh, sort of reactions or a few different experiences. So for the first quote, what I ended up doing was I called this business and I said, okay, I'd like to have a quote uh, for my kitchen, da, da, da. So I went in and I talked to the woman and I felt that she didn't listen to me. I felt that she really assumed that she knew what I wanted and she didn't ask me questions. She just said, oh no, I know what you're going for. I know what you're going for. And I just thought that was really interesting that you're not giving me the chance to speak, but okay. So after we worked through the kitchen together, she basically said, okay, I'll give you a quote within a couple of, within two weeks. I said, all right. I didn't hear from her for five weeks. Okay. So in the meantime, my mother-in-law's drilled into my head. Like I said, get, get additional quotes. So I sought out another quote from another company was recommended from family and they came out, they measured, uh, one, somebody from their business was in my area on vacation. And so he actually came here during his vacation to measure up my kitchen and got me a quote. Now I will say they did take a while to get me the quote as well, a couple of weeks, but they were in communication with me when I got the quote from them, they had drawn out a full plan. I'm talking a computer design. They had just actually put the effort into giving me an amazing experience. Then I sought a third quote. And when I called the business, they said, Hey, we're really busy at the moment. And I said, okay, so what you can't do a quote. 
and they said uh, we're really busy until September. So this is in probably June that I was doing this. And I said, okay, so you can't do any quotes until September. And she goes, no, we can do a quote for you, but we can't build until then. And I said, I'm happy to wait for the right, the right company. You know, I don't have a problem with that. So she said, okay, so uh, they sent someone out and then they came and they um, measured my kitchen and blah, blah, blah. So then the original people called me and said, hey, you're next on my list five weeks later and it's not the two and no communication as well. If they had communicated, and this is where I'm going with this as well, they communicated and said, hey, we're really running behind your work, your business is important to us. Uh, we're gonna get you your quote in a couple of weeks, not the two that as previously quoted. I would have felt better. I would have gone, okay, I understand, you know, uh, but no. So five weeks later, she uh, calls me and says, hey, I'm your quote is next on my list. Do you still You're want intriguing. to move ahead? And I said, no, I've decided to go somewhere else. Even though I hadn't decided on anything, I just didn't feel secure. I didn't feel like they cared about me as a customer. And I thought clearly they don't need my 15 grand or whatever it is. Uh, very, very much. They're, they're not treating me, you know, 15 grand's a lot, 10, 15 grand. Anyway, so then the third people finally emailed me my quote, and it was just a list of deliverables. And it was written in a way that I didn't understand. So I didn't, I'm not an expert. I'm not a tradesperson. I'm not an expert in dimensions and what things are. My mother-in-law, she um, has designed kitchens before. So she helped with a lot of what we wanted to do and we designed it together and gave it to the gave it to the people but i i didn't really understand a lot of it but it was literally a list of stuff and this is the price i never heard from them again they never followed up they never emailed me to say hey how'd you go with the quote in the email they didn't say anything along the lines of hey lauren this is a rough estimate of your quote we'd love to invite you in for a um, half an hour meeting or a 15 minute meeting or whatever to discuss your vision further you know blah 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 none of that and i've never heard from them since so obviously i ended up going with the second people that put the effort in to actually design the drawings and really care about my business and so where i'm going with this is just to say that and i'm going to use a couple of other examples a little bit later but you know when you are very busy in business number one awesome but number two consider that you still need to generate income moving forward and there are a lot of people like myself who are happy to be patient and provide uh and, and wait for the right thing but those relationships need to be nurtured those people need to still feel as though they're important so you know michelle if you're really busy for two or three weeks I'm pretty sure you're not saying to people, hey, we're really busy. I'm really busy right now. And then they go, oh, okay, I guess I'll call back some random time. I called um, a place here to get my couches steam cleaned. And the I called and said, hey, I'd like to book in for a steam cleaning. And she goes, well, he's not free until next month. And I went, uh, okay. So it made me feel so okay. She doesn't want my business. It was just confusing. Yeah, like I'm being annoying that I'm trying, I mean, I'm happy to book in if it means getting what I need done done. So, you know, I, I think that when people, I, I see this with small businesses a lot, I feel that, you know, they get overwhelmed, they've got too many things going on and they're forgetting that the person who's wanting to spend 10 to 15 grand is paying all their staff bills for that entire month. 
And if they nurture that relationship and business won't always be that exactly. Yeah. Business won't always be that busy. So when things slow down again, that's when you need those um, loyal customers that, yeah, your regulars and stuff like that. Exactly. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Or on whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. I'm, I'm similar. Yeah, I'm similar. And I, um, I won't go into a huge amount of detail because I have mentioned the, the fridge situation before, but funnily enough, just an update is we still don't have fridge doors, Lauren. We still don't have fridge doors because every time they deliver them, they're busted. We've had three deliveries of fridge doors now from uh, this company that I won't mention, uh, but a major fridge maker. And uh, they've ordered them three times. And every time they order them, it takes another two oh, weeks. Wow. And we've had three deliveries and all of the doors have been busted every time. So I'm kind of at the point where, you know, and this is about, we're talking about standing out in business. So, you know, turning this into positive, but I'm at the point where I've got a really great tradie doing this for us. You know, he's a really great repairman and he's very honest and he's like, Michelle, I'm so disappointed. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, this isn't even your fault. You don't work for that company. Like you work for, you know, a repair company. So it's definitely not his fault, but he's terribly embarrassed. But, you know, I was at the point, Lauren, where I feel like, do I just post publicly on Twitter, like on that page, the person, the business's page, do I just post there and go, look guys, this is unacceptable. Six weeks. But then I'm like, well, you know, they're offering, um, they're, we're just charging labor. Basically they've given me all the products for free. Um, so the doors are actually coming free of cost for the company. Um, well at their cost, not my cost. And the labor is all I'm paying for. So, I mean, is that kicking a gift horse in the mouth? No, I don't know. It's we've not. been, um, we've been without a fridge working fridge for no, that's absolutely now. ridiculous. Or so have you contacted their customer service and said, no, because my repair guy is doing all of that for me. He's doing all of that on my behalf. Um, he's the one that brokered everything. He negotiated the fact that we we're going to get this for free and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Or do you think I should do that before I post anything publicly? Uh, is that yeah, I think you should. Yeah, you should reach out to them and say, yeah. explain your story. Okay. And say, how are you going to make this right? Yeah. How are you going to make this right? Mm. Mm. You know? I guess I didn't want to tread on the uh, toes of the repair guy because he's lovely. Well, you but, can um, tell him you're going to do yeah. it and then he can explain. I mean, this is the thing, yeah. you know. Yeah, good idea. He's got a lot of other things to do. He doesn't need to live without a working fridge. I mm. mean, uh, hello. Like he might be great, yeah. but he, he might not also. Yeah, I mean, what are they going to do to fix it? Right. So that, that's what I would do. I, mm. would be I just want home fridge doors that, that actually function. Uh, yeah. I'd be asking um, for a brand so, yeah. new fridge instead. So I, that's what I would do so that you avoid the labor costs mm. as well. You just say, just explain your story mm. and go, um, I'd like a brand new fridge. I'll send you the old one back or something like that. Just see if you can do that. Yeah, they gave us, they gave us the option of doing that, um, but it was not free. It was oh, no, going to be I mean at free. Um, cost price or yeah. something. Yeah, they did offer that, but um, the new fridges are too wide for our cavity. The fridge we want, the newer fridge we want, is too wide for the space. Um, so yeah, we did actually look at that as well. But um, anyway, I'll I'll probably call customer service. I'll mention that to the labour guy. Um, but I just thought I need to take it to the next level because this is yeah, ludicrous. It's ludicrous. You know, yeah. I, I just you know, there's other people out there. Yeah. You know. And so your anyway, fridge is um, how old again? Yeah, less than three years. I old. would almost just ask for your money back. See if you can get your money back and buy yeah. another fridge from another company. See if you can do that. Yeah, I don't know that they probably give me a credit for one of their fridges. I don't know that they'd let me go anywhere else because the money was spent with them. Yeah, probably not. Um, that would be my feeling. Probably on not, it. but, but yeah, we, I mean, it's worth asking. Yeah, that's it's the thing. Asking. You never know if you don't um, ask. That's for sure. Yeah. 
And then, you know, I got a quite a, a harsh response. This is business again, but I got a quite a harsh response from a company I've been dealing with for a couple of years. And again, I won't mention the name, but I was trying to arrange an appointment time and just confirm that the appointment had been locked in. And I'd also been sort of saying that I wanted to go on like a cancellation list with this particular company. And this is sort of medical related stuff. And I'd sort of made it clear. I'd I'd spoken to someone on the phone and they said, yep, yep, yep. We're going to have a cancellation. We'll give you a call or whatever. And I just followed up with an email uh, a week later because I hadn't heard from anyone. And because the lady said, oh, we'll probably be able to get you in like this week, this week that we're in at the moment. And I hadn't heard from anyone and they were pretty like on top of it. And I thought, well, I might just follow up, you know, with an email and just see how it's going. So I said, hey, I know I'm on the cancellation list, you know, but I just wanted to double check that I am actually booked in for the 9th of September as well. And then, you know, someone will give us a call if something else comes up. And I don't know if they're like super stressed or, you know, what's going on, but I got this really full on reply. My husband was like, what? Um, Because it got copied into both of us. And it was like, we know you're on the cancellation list. You don't have to keep reminding us, you know, like we'll call you if anything comes available. And they didn't confirm that I was booked in. And that's all I was, that's all I was writing for. And I was like, that didn't answer my question. And I wrote back and I said, I'm really sorry, but I actually just wanted to confirm I'm, I'm booked in for the 9th of September. And she went, oh yeah, you are. And I was like, thanks. That's all I wanted to know. Like, I, I think people, whether it's like rushing or, you know, not reading messages properly, they obviously just didn't read the message properly. Cause that's what I was asking with a question mark. And, um, they were a little bit, yeah, sort of, um, jumped down my throat and I was like, that's almost confirmation for me because I was tossing up between them and another company moving somewhere else as well. And that was almost confirmation for me that maybe, um, and I have booked in to see, to speak to somebody else for another company as well. So that's really confirmation for me that maybe I, I want to do that um, because the other people were lovely. So, yes. um, you know, I didn't expect that. And yeah, it's quite, quite surprising. And it being, you know, health related as well, you're a bit sensitive about things too. And I was just like, wow, I just didn't, yeah, I didn't expect that. So. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I want to say on that as well is that it's so important to make sure that the people that you have working for you and representing your business are people that can handle stress, are people that are aware that are aware mm. that, you know, when you have a bad experience, you're liable to tell a lot of people when you have a good one, you tell less people. It's really interesting. Uh, you know, when, when you have a receptionist like that, who's being a jerk, that puts a sour taste in your mouth. It makes anyone who wants to do, you know, who's looking for something similar, they might ask you your experience and you're always going to tell them that it wasn't a good one. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's just, you have to be so important that the people that are working for you are going to do the right job by you. It's, I mean, you hear these experience, you Mm. hear these uh, stories of big brands who have social media managers who tweet or post something. And all of a sudden it just, it ignites this crazy reaction from minority groups or different groups. I can Mm. think of some examples, but I won't get into it right now, but I'll just say that, you know, and that really taints Oh, I can explain it. Actually, I remember years ago, there was this story. It was something along the lines of somebody from Mary Claire magazine. I'm pretty sure it's Mary Claire tweeted. Oh, I love well, they Claire. tweeted something about how Kendall Jenner was rocking some kind of hairstyle and they were giving her props for bringing this hairstyle in. But the African black communities had been wearing this hairstyle forever. And it was actually from oh, their community offensive. and 
And so it really didn't give the credibility where the credit needed to be given. And that really yeah. ignited a yep. really, you know, difficult debate and, and um, bad sort of experience for Mary Claire magazine because the person innocently was giving credit to the wrong person. So it, it created this whole thing. And, and you know, and, and then, you know, with the Black Lives Matters movement, there have been a lot of um, of stories similar to that. So it's just, it's, it's really interesting that, you know, it's, uh, I mean, when you're, that being said, when you have a business and you're really busy, you do need to hire people. So just make sure you hire people Correct. and you're paying attention to what they're doing because they could be detrimental to mm. your business. So it's important to also fire yep. people if they're not working out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gucci. I was watching Jason, um, Jason studio on Netflix, really interesting sort of doco following these guys that are fashionistas around. And I was watching them and they were uh, talking about Gucci and they actually brought out this very poor taste, like a sweater. So it came up sort of up to here, up to sort of below your nose. And it had like a big red lips painted on it. So the whole thing was black and it, it was a white woman wearing the sweater and it was like a takeoff of, um, of blackface. Oh, um, so yeah, really, yeah, really poor, poor taste. It went down the catwalk. It was Gucci, a Gucci creation. And there was a huge furor and it actually made a lot of the guys who dress the stars, you know, for the red carpet and all that turn away from that designer. I mean, that, that could be the end of your business. Yeah. You know, you rely on all these regular people and the big celebs and the stars and all that. Yeah. You do that one thing. Certainly you've lost all your dark, you know, customers, they're going to go somewhere else. And, you know, maybe the Caucasians might stick around. I don't know, but you know, that, that could be a disaster, you know, doing that one thing just to get a bit of, um, you know, media coverage or whatever it is. I don't know why they did it. Mm. Uh, but it was obviously a play on, a play on that. And we just, you just don't do that. So, uh, yeah, it was just an, another interesting example of uh, pushing the, pushing the envelope a little bit, but you do have to do it in, I guess, a calculated way. Years ago, Lauren, one of the examples that I thought about when we decided to do this episode as well was when I got my first engagement ring made and the guy didn't do any drawings of it. And I'd never done a ring before. I'd never designed a ring. So I, I just assumed it was like a house plan. Like I thought, oh, they'll probably put something together and like show me, you know, this is what it looks like. And you know, I had heard that they could do almost like a CAD drawing of a ring where it was like almost three-dimensional and stuff like that. So I was expecting a bit. And this guy, I was sort of telling him, you know, and he was like listening and nodding and, you know, all of this stuff. And it was a client of ours because I was in radio at the time. It was one of our clients who advertised with us. And so that's why I went there. And uh, the ring that came back was an absolute disaster. It was the worst, most horrendous thing I've ever seen in my life. And the stones were and nasty you could just see it and it was just nothing like what I described and so I went back and I said look I'm really sorry this isn't it and I said can we do some drawings or something and he's like oh yeah I don't really do that and I was like oh so we went through three different designs and in the end um Jason actually wasn't able to close to me with my actual ring because it wasn't ready um and the ring that I ended up getting um, all the diamonds fell out of it. Like there was so many issues with it. I had to take it back every week because I lost diamonds and they were replacing them for free. But it was like every week I had to go back and get the diamonds replaced. And when we moved away um, up to the Sunshine Coast, uh, it was a two and a half hour drive and I was losing diamonds and I just, I didn't, I couldn't go down there anymore. So I just left it. So in the end, um, I actually have a new ring. So I went, we went and got, we um, had a commitment ceremony and then we actually got married like um, in October the year before last, 2019. So we actually went and got new uh, wedding and engagement rings made. So I don't wear that other one anymore. Why did you and it just felt, that? it always felt like a bit of bad luck. 
Yeah. Why'd you stick with that? Um, it's upstairs. Like I put it no, up. no, I mean, why did you keep going back and working with that designer? If you knew intuitively it wasn't right. Oh, because we'd already spent our money with him. Oh. So he was now doing this all for free for me. So we'd already paid everything. And then we sort of said, oh, look, this isn't right. Mm. And he kept like, yeah, so we already paid all the money. And it was like, it was expensive. Like it was still about seven or $800 just for an engagement ring. And it just wasn't right. So yeah, we've got a better ring now. I'm really happy with it. The other one just feels like bad luck. Mm. And I don't, I don't wear it. I love the coloring, the blue and everything. Melted down. I, just, I would never go back to that person. Oh, I mean, it wouldn't even be worth anything, Lauren. It's like, um, yeah, he just used really cheap ass materials mm. and yeah, it wouldn't be worth anything. It's costume jewelry, really. Anyway, <laughs> that's my sad, I love sad story. Jewelry. But, you know, I would definitely go back to the people, the people that sold me this were amazing. And they've got, you know, they come back and they do cleaning for me and the whole thing, you know, it's just awesome. So, you know, I'll always go back to the people that um, actually did the right thing by me. So anyway. I think that, you know, what we're trying to sort of get across here with our stories and, and the like is just basically being aware that, you know, whether or not you're struggling in business or whether or not you are really busy in business, that your connection and your communication and your respect, for lack of a better word, with your customer, potential customers is yeah. really key. It's, it's critical. Um, I will say that I love eBay. I buy a lot of things on eBay. Uh, it's probably pretty... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. My credit card is just right there connected to eBay. So it's very easy to buy things off eBay. But one of the things that I experienced my interactions on eBay is that the customer service is so good that they care so much about your, you being happy that they're willing to do anything that it takes to make you happy because they want your review. And so what I do is Whenever I get anything from eBay and I'm, you know, super pumped about it, I leave a five-star review automatically. I just go boom, 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 five-star review on everything that I've bought. If I have an issue with something, I contact them and pretty much they always solve the issue. Then when it's solved, I get, they get a five-star review from me. Uh, so it's, exper it's interesting because I also bought a, uh, a product off someone the other day and uh, it was a, a ball for my dog. And uh, it, I read non-abrasive material and I guess I didn't understand what non-abrasive material was. I thought it meant that when my dog chews it, it won't come off and he's not going to be eating all this fabric, you know, all this like plasticky shit on tennis balls and stuff like that. Anyway, so um, my spoodle puppy has played with this tennis ball, big, big ball, this, which uh, anyway, and all the fabrics come off it within a half an hour. So I emailed back and I said, listen, I'm really not happy. This is not what I thought I was getting. I thought I was getting something that wasn't essentially going to do this. So they offered me 15% off to buy stuff from them in the future, which I thought was just ridiculous. Whereas when I've expressed my concern about something before, the person has said, I'll give you $10 refund or do, you know, blah, 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 something a little bit more. 15% off in the future is absolutely ridiculous. So it's just, it's interesting mm. when you are trying to navigate an unhappy customer, unhappy client, you know, that, you know, it's important to make sure that you're not doing something that's going to break the bank, but at the same time, sometimes you do need to cut your losses based on what that customer, you know, maybe, maybe they, um, you know, the kind of impact that they could have like a five-star review or a one-star review. Now I don't leave negative reviews. That's not what I, I'm not into that. I don't like doing it. So I just don't do it. I think I've maybe left a couple in the past, uh, but in general, I just prefer to leave no review or a five-star review. 
one of the things that's really important when we are building our businesses and if you are uh you know having challenges with getting customers and things like that i'm going to give you some tips and tricks on that in just a second but before that i just want to say that the the referral world is so important that you need to do anything you can to ensure that the customers that you're serving are happy because they will refer you to more people. And I know that a big part of the back of Michelle's business is built on referrals. And so, you know, nurturing the customers, doing a little bit more than what they would expect from you, these sort of things are all really important. I recently bought a table from Barbecues Galore uh outdoor table and chairs and i called the manager uh, i called because i was ordering it online i wasn't going to go in because i live too far away so i was speaking with the woman about which table to get and blah 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 she ended up texting me some images through so that i could see the colors because they weren't necessarily the same as on the website and then in following up like just super friendly super helpful and then i got them delivered and one of the chairs had a crack in it well, I sent her images on this. She emailed within the day and then called me the following day to basically say, um, is that the only problem? Um, we're gonna get it fixed for you right away. Ordered me a replacement. I got a new chair, I have a new chair, it's done. So I, what I'm trying to say from this is that, do you think I'm gonna go back to barbecues galore? Hell yes. Do you think that we're gonna go and we're gonna refer you know this particular branch to other people hell yes because they treated me as a as a customer not as an annoying customer but as somebody who was important and that's what a lot of people want when they're spending their hard-earned money they want to feel valued and when we think about money in terms of you know how long we need to work to get it you know if you make 30 dollars an hour and you make and you buy an 800 chair that is a hell of a lot of your life that you have to work to afford that chair or that table set or you know whatever the case may be so i think it's just rem remembering that you know these people are paying your bills and that you know when they have a good experience they're going to tell more people and so referrals is such a huge thing and if they don't have a good experience it can have the adverse effect it made me think as you were speaking then as well, Lauren, I was thinking about the, you know, the positives and, and why I'm drawn to a particular business. And it's funny how spirit sort of guides you sometimes on the weekend, Jason and I were at our property, we're building a house in Pelican Waters on the Sunshine Coast and we just have a block. We don't have anything there. And we saw this couple and they were looking at another block and Jason and I were talking about how we wanted to put a second level, you know, on, but the company that we're building through, we're like, we can't do it. We definitely can't do it. It's not going to happen. It's impossible. You know, da, 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 da. And they've been sort of saying that kind of the whole way along, but we've signed a contract with them. So we really can't get out of it, I don't think. But, you know, we were like really discussing and debating whether we really need to put the second level on because we potentially have uh, views of the ocean now and a park. And we won't really get that if we just have the one layer, one level rather, and like a fence. So we want to make the most of, you know, that vantage point. So we went back to the car and we were chatting to this other couple and we said, oh, hey, you know, you guys building or whatever. And they said, oh, no, this is our neighbor's block we, we built down the road. And they said, you know, we built this house and it's got this like partial kind of second layer and we're just so grateful that we put this second level on and it's like amazing and we've got these views and da, 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 and we've got this proximity and it's like north facing and so is our block and we're both going, we're all ears, we're all ears because we were just debating whether we do it. And they went, yeah, yeah, we built, and we didn't prompt them with anything. They just said, oh yeah, we put the second level on. We're so happy we did. And it's her studio. So his wife is um, an artist and she paints. That's her studio up there. 
So they built a whole, like not a whole, but like a partial second story. So from the front, it looks like it's, you know, two story from the back, you can see it only goes back so far. And so it's cheaper. So he said, we definitely would not have not done this. Like he said, we, we tossed and turned about it. And the end, we are so happy that we did it. And it keeps all the artwork upstairs away from like everything else. Everything else is kind of downstairs. So that for us was sort of confirmation. So now we've got to figure out how on earth we do this because our company that we're with isn't, you know, willing to, doesn't want to, uh, too hard basket. I don't know. So we have to try and figure out how to make that work. But for me, that was really good confirmation that we needed to persist anyway. And my other point that I wanted to make, and I, I thought that was just really good guidance and confirmation. But the other point that I wanted to make was I've had um, quite a few young ladies, as I said, at the top of the show coming through and seeing me. And some of them are involved in beauty therapy. And one of the ladies that I've been reading for, she just was like, I just want to sell my business. When can I sell it? When can I get rid of it? So I have my angel answers deck, which Lauren was talking about before. And I was looking at timeframes, yes, no's and all that sort of stuff. And it came up that, you know, she could definitely sell it, you know, within the next uh, couple of months. So she was really happy about that. The other ladies I've been reading for, and they're all in the same sort of industry. And it was, uh, they were actually diversifying. So they were like, Michelle, what else can I do? You know, what else can I add? So a lot of people come to me for that. So spirit can kind of, you know, drop it in if they're not sure what it is. But, you know, a lot of them are getting into merchandise. Some of them are starting little online shops. You know, they're selling different things, um, crystals, sprays, you know, all this sort of stuff. So, you know, different products. So, you know, I think that's great because, I mean, if you've got the online shop there and you've got to shut your little business, it's not the end of the world. You're still selling stuff. But also, you know, I said to some of these guys, you know, because some of them have studios, and I said, I really think that, you know, you can set up, you know, something at home where you can have, you know, one or two people over, depending on what the rules are and do stuff from home as well. So, you know, how can we sort of pivot? How can we work around, you know, lockdowns and all that sort of stuff? And, you know, for me, I think my biggest business probably is um, people who are pensions. And I've discussed this with Laura many times because, yes, I know I need my, my prices to be higher, but, you know, I've got regulars who are like, you know, on pensions. And they see me, you know, really regularly, like some of them, you know, every fortnight, at least once a month. And they're like regular, 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 like clockwork. So I do have my lower prices for those guys. So even when I put my prices up, I still maintain those prices for those people because that's their max, you know, that's their max. So, you know, for me, that is my repeat business. That's my word of mouth. They're always recommending me to their friends, you know, so it's like that ongoing, which I, tr I charge the usual amount for, but that's my ongoing you know, clientele. And I feel like if I do a really good job for those people, um, you know, I'm going to have that repeat business forever. You know, that'll, that'll be my regulars, um, you know, until they find someone else, I guess. But um, it is about, you know, really looking after people. And I do take criticism very seriously. You know, I've, I've been sort of dishing a bit of criticism during this show, but I did have a lady come into me and she said, oh, Michelle, you know, I went to this clairvoyant and she was rubbish and, you know, she was terrible and she's fraudulent and she's taking people a bribe and all this stuff. And I said, look, I said, um, you know, be careful, be careful. Let's not bring that energy in here, but let's know that, or let's be clear that she's doing a job and maybe that's right for other people and not for you. So, you know, the other people might be really happy with that girl, you know, who knows? Yeah. But I'm going to do the best that I can yeah. because that puts pressure on me as well. Her saying that I'm going to do the best that I can for you. Uh, and she is now one of my regulars. Like I've seen her twice already um, and she's booked in again. So you know, she's now one of my regulars, travels up from Brisbane to see me. But I said, you know, you, did you use your intuition? And she goes, yeah. And I was, I wasn't feeling good about going, but she said I was desperate. And I said, well, you made the decision. That's your choice to go there. So you need to accept that. 
So I think there is also a degree of acceptance that, you know, if you sign up, if you sign the contract, whatever you do, then you just got to deal with it if you ignored your intuition. And a lot of the people that I was sort of talking to lately that have been really inspirational, beauty therapists, psychologists, you know, a lot of these people are branching out from medical into spiritual, you know, all of that sort of stuff. A lot more people are getting to the spiritual thing. And I think that's also part of COVID. You know, COVID really affected a lot of people with mental health. So it's great to see a lot more people, you know, doing both. I've had a lot of people saying they want to study to be a nurse, but they also want to be um, a doula at the same time. So, you know, it's really awesome um, to see people pivoting. And we do have to think outside the square. Uh, which certainly a lot more people are doing. Lauren, did you have anything on that? Uh, I was just going to say that if somebody is wanting to um, to build their business further, if they are looking for you know repeat uh, for people to well, if they need more business, basically, I've got a couple of suggestions for them for that. Uh, but one thing I will say is that I'm not the kind of person that if I'm if I'm signed on to a contract and intuitively feels wrong to me, I'm going to get myself out of that. So Michelle's the kind of person who goes to the movie and stays till the end, even if the movie sucks, I'm not that person, I'll leave. So maybe Michelle, you do need to consider what you want for your house and see whether or not you can get out of the contract. It might be better to do that and get what you want for your house. That's a pretty big deal than to stick with the people. So, you know, yeah, obviously if you go against your intuition when you're choosing a business and they don't give you a good product or a good service then yeah you're the only one to blame for that really but learn learn from it don't be hard on yourself learn from it and then move forward so i also think following joy is super mm. important for me when i was looking at my kitchen the first person who wasn't listening to me really felt wrong to me it was like no and then the second mm. company really felt right to me so I think we need to listen to that as well. But I just wanted to give a little tip and trick for people who are wanting to continue to build their business. So I would really recommend that you go back and you ask people that you've served before to write you a testimonial, leave you a good review, and then you can repurpose those testimonials reviews into your marketing. So into your social media, into your um, whatever ads you're doing, anything kind of like that. Because when you are repurposing somebody's real life testimonial or review, it's just as good as a referral, basically, because a lot of people can trust a business if somebody else is recommending it in a way. So I know at the moment I'm looking at buying dishwashers. I'm looking at a lot of different places, lots of reviews. And uh, I know that, you know, when somebody recommends a business or, or, you know, there are these testimonials that are real life testimonials from people, you do kind of feel a little bit more validated when making that choice of going with that company. So if you are wanting to increase your business, uh, yeah, again, get out there, ask people who have, that you've served before about whether or not they can um, leave you a testimonial. And then the other thing too, that I would recommend that you do is you also ask for referrals as well so you could say hey sarah you know how uh we had such a great experience when i did your house for you your kitchen or whatever uh, i i'm you know i've got some availabilities that have recently come up so if you know any friends or family who are looking for something similar can you please recommend my services so you can always do that you could always have a, a bit of an incentive program as well whereas if anybody refers somebody else to you they get 10% off or $10 back or 25% off their next booking, reading, blah, blah, blah. Again, you really want to make sure that you're giving something that the customer actually wants. They are unhappy and give them 15% off their next purchase. That's probably not really the right alternate, like the right option for them. Uh, and, but the other thing too, is that people 
they would be happy very often with something if it has a perceived value that's high that doesn't cost you any money so for example if you hey sarah you know let your friends and family know that you know i've got a couple of availabilities don't say i've got no business i've got a couple of availabilities i've just come open if you um, know anybody you'd like to book in i um i've got a free blah 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 that i'm giving everybody who who mentions your name or something like that i, I i'm i'm trying to spitball here but you know like a book or a I'm buying everyone lunch or something like that. Something that's a high, like a perceived value of being higher than what actually will cost you. So I probably should have had some examples netted down a little bit more, but I, I know I was listening to a podcast a while ago and the woman owns a dance studio. And she basically said, anybody who leaves me a review or anybody who brings me a customer, they're going to get a free pair of dance tights. So for her, the dance mm -hmm. tights, I think cost $5, but they looked really good. And so there was a perceived value that they were more expensive, like $25 or something. So people felt like they were getting a really good deal. Uh, especially when we're asking people for help, we're very often asking them to change their behavior. And so we just really want to be mindful that we are, um, that we're providing them with something that they feel like is, is a good exchange. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Mm. That just on that um the perceived value and all of that i was saying to you recently that i had that lady that offered a free healing she was doing the free trauma healings and all of that on facebook um and she just randomly posted it on like a spiritual page and i responded and she did this healing and i definitely felt it shift and then she was really generous she went back in and she's like oh is there anything else and i said oh blah 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 and she went back in and did a bit more shifting and she was just really, really generous at the time and really interactive and stuff. And then she said, oh, hey, you know, would you like to check out, you know, I've got a YouTube channel, you can subscribe. It's like $5 a week. And I do like healings every week. And I was like, oh, cool. So I've subscribed, you know, so she's got a subscriber now um, and she's got $5 and it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but you know, she's got a lot of subscribers. So each person's paying five bucks. Yeah. And that's for the year. So it's five bucks, you know, a week um, for the year. And um, so every week she gets five bucks from me and whoever else has signed up for it. And uh, she's actually been able to wind back um, doing, you know, one-on-one -on -one clients now. So she does a lot of group stuff and, and, you know, it's allowed her to sort of change in wow. her business. And that was based on the fact that the reason I signed up was because she gave me something for nothing. You know, she did this clearing for me. I felt a difference. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And now I'm one of her subscribers. So, you know, I think that's a good example of kind of what Lauren's talking about. Not exactly, but you know, she gave me something for nothing and, and, you know, I've now sort of paid her back and I'm going to be one of her subscribers. So, you know, I think that's, um, that's awesome. And, and, you know, it was definitely an encouraging thing for me to get involved and, and to do that. The other thing that I love, I was chatting to this guy at Park Run the other day and he's got a little boy and they did Park Run together. Now he was, uh, he was one of those guys who was sort of made redundant. He was um, involved in like a lot of restaurants and stuff like that. And, merchandise and, and things for restaurants. And when all the restaurants had to close because of COVID, he was made redundant. I uh, lost his job and it was a very good earning job. You know, all the money was there. It was great. And then he was like, well, what on earth do I do now? He went out and did a course. Um, and now he actually helps runners. So he goes to all the different park run events and meets all the different park runners. That's how he sort of, you know, spruiks his wares, I guess. But he um, goes around to all the park runs and chats to people and he helps people who've injured themselves. So really good runners who've hurt themselves to get back into running again and back to full, you know, hundred percent. So he, I don't know what he did. He might've done a course in, I guess, body, body science or human movement or something. 
but um, he's really good and he's, um, you know, helping all the, all the runners, not even the top runners, but just runners in general. If you've got an injury, I mean, I did my hamstring. So Jason and I were talking about working with him as well because Jason has knee issues and stuff. So this is his business now. And I mean, the thing is, if you think about it, during COVID, the only thing we were allowed to do when we were in lockdown was exercise. If you're going to go outside, you're either going to the shop or you had to be exercising. So he's cashing in on that because yes, park run, you know, we had to cancel park run, but if it's just him and one other person, I don't think there's an issue with that if he's outdoors um, and if he's coaching someone. So this means this essentially he's kind of COVID proofed his business because at no point was exercise ruled out, not here. And so I feel like this is, this is awesome compared to what he was doing with restaurants before, which was good money, but you know, he just couldn't do it anymore. So he really inspired mm. me and I thought, oh my God, this guy's awesome. So yeah, we may even sign up with him mm. as well. Yeah. The thing too is a really good idea. Oh, sorry. Thinking yeah. Out- I love that thinking outside the box. I was going to say, cause sometimes the way you've been doing something, even if you're, you're not dealing with COVID, but sometimes the way that you've been doing something needs to, needs to be brought into the, the present moment, like needs to be brought into the future. You know, sometimes you, I look at businesses and I just go, oh my, oh my, please bring it back. They're doing things the same way. Oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But that's Zoom, Lauren. I mean, I was sitting here doing all face-to-face readings and I had no clue that there was like a thing called the internet and that I had a computer and I could actually like talk to people online. Like I had no clue that that was possible. And you look at all the, um, you know, in my industry, the platform mediums, platform mediums are face-to-face in a stadium, John Edwards style, reading for the crowd, la, la, la. None of them could operate. So all the platform mediums, all the musicians, you know, they've all had to wind back and find other ways of doing the same thing. So really, COVID, we've got to be really thankful for this because, you know, the platform mediums are now doing everything online. They've got these chat rooms. They've got more amazing things that they've added to their businesses. So the people who have been able to sort of pivot, add, diversify, you know, all of that stuff, they're the ones who really survive. And, you know, my business, yes, it's COVID proof, you know, because I have had a ridiculous amount of people for a year and a half now, and uh, it's just continuing and I'm not doing any advertising, nothing, but it is referrals, it's reviews, it's doing a good job. And I always say to people, you know, because I mentor, people are like, oh, you know, what if someone doesn't like what I do? And what if I don't do a good job? And it's like, you know, you always said to me, have a plan B. And it's like, if the worst case scenario happens, you're not getting anything for that particular person. You just offer to refund their money. Yeah. Give their money back. And that way, they're not going to go around and badmouth you to everyone. You know, they're like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't the best reading, but they gave me my money back and I just went and saw someone else. End of story. You know, they're not going to carry on like pork chops. Exactly. So, you know, your plan B is, yeah, worst case scenario, um, you give their money back. Who cares? You know, I always have that in the back of my mind whenever I'm sort of going, oh, this is a bit hard or, you know, what am I going to do here? That's always in the back of my mind, but it's never happened. You know, it's never happened. So that's my, that's my plan B. That's my fallback. So anyway, great chat. So now we're getting into the Spirits Up Lauren segment. Um, and this is brought to you by your business, I think. Your yeah. Podcast. So it's brought to you by the Afterlight Podcast. And if you are interested in stories on uh, past lives, angels, spirit guides, how to work with the clairs of intuition, A Course in Miracles, hypnotherapy. Uh, I, I recently interviewed yesterday, I interviewed a witch actually. So that, that episode's coming up soon. There's a whole bunch of things happening. Holy why? Yeah, it was very interesting. Uh, it's cool because I think that, you know, like I've talked about before on this show, the whole focus of that podcast is to give people different ways of looking at the world because not one size is going to fit everyone. And I think that you can listen to a 
bunch of different episodes and get a whole bunch of truths from all of them. So that's the whole objective is to, to remind people that we're not alone. We don't need to do it alone. We're always supported. And there's a lot of ways we can find our truth. So the spirit sub segment. So what I wanted to um, share with this segment is basically a really cool hack that I learned. So here's the hack. Are you ready? So, okay. Now you feel free to use this in your business as well. It will take a little bit of code. I'm not really sure how I can okay. advise you on it at the moment, but I can help you with it. Okay. So if you have a business and you, uh, let's say somebody comes like to a restaurant or they get a reading from you or whatever, you can follow up with an email and say, thank you so much for you know, your business. I really hope that you enjoyed the experience, blah, 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 blah. Uh, can you please leave us a review? So basically what you do is you can put little icons or buttons into your email, one, two, three, four, five. So what you can do is you can actually hyperlink the button four and five to automatically send people to your Facebook reviews or your Google reviews, but you can hyperlink one, two, or three to automatically send you an email that explains to them why they weren't happy. So do you, does, did I explain that clearly? Because I know what I'm thinking. Did you understand what I meant? So if they have a complaint, if they have a complaint, they're able to complain, but it sends it to you. Yes. Okay. So let me rephrase it a different way. That's exactly right. So you uh, want to send an email to Sarah. Okay. Sarah has, is a client or a customer, and you're going to send her an email that says, Sarah, thank you so much for your business. This is a generic email. Basically, you can write in a personal thing at the top. Hey, Sarah, thank you so much for your business. If you enjoyed your experience or we would, we would love it if you would leave us a review. So at the bottom, you would say, leave a, you know, one star, two star, three star, four star, five star review. So the person is supposed to click on the review rating that they would give you. So if they click on a one or a two yep. or a three, you just need to highlight that icon and link it to generate an email that would email right back to you so that they can express the problem to you. Yep. But then you can hyperlink the four yes, or the five to go to your Google reviews or your Facebook reviews. So yep. that way you're kind of almost trying to avoid people leaving you negative reviews. You're not giving them an easy way to get mm. to the review to leave that one star. You're giving them an opportunity to speak to yep. you. Yeah. So it's, uh, that was, yep. that was yep. a really cool hack. I think that's a good option. Yeah. If the fridge company that I was dealing with had have offered something like that to me, great, you know, but at the moment there's been no real communication or no offers, but if they offered something like that to me, I'd be like, Hey, yeah, you know, this is the issue. Can we resolve yeah. it? Whereas with me at the moment, it's like, I've got to go out and try and pursue that myself, you know, from scratch. And I don't yeah. really know, you know, contact info and stuff like that. So yeah, that would be a really good option. Did you want to share something as well in this segment or are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, if yeah, you're done. Yeah, that's yeah, no, no. I just wanted to make sure yeah. we were done. Um, no, the only other thing, I mean, I sort of spoke about it anyway, I was thinking outside the square. Um, look, try not to limit yourself. You know, some of us feel like we've got this sort of glass ceiling. And I do feel like the lady who was just instantly like, I want to sell this beauty therapy business, don't want any more of it was really feeling limited by that. Whereas these other women were really inspirational. And I even thought, well, maybe I could give some of their ideas to her, you know, in the meantime, maybe you want to think about, you know, doing this because, you know, there is always somewhere else that we can uh, take this, you know, and with my business, I mean, you know, I need to continue to reinvent myself and 
you know, I was thinking about this with my Facebook lives, what else I can sort of offer people. And, you know, I've been watching my numbers sort of, you know, they go up and down a little bit sometimes. And I was like, oh, you know, what can I do? So I've been sort of changing up my posts. You know, when I put my posts up for my Facebook live, I'll make it a little bit different each time. I'll add in a few different things. I've got new card decks. So I always promote that, you know, got some new card decks tonight that I want to use, you know, really excited to see you guys. And this last week that I did, I think I had 80 people on there. And that's, you know, quite high. It sometimes is around, you know, 50 or 60. So, you know, that was really cool. And I'm getting a lot of bookings out of it still. So, you know, I feel like I'm definitely doing um, something right. But it is about, you know, constantly sort of being on your toes and thinking about all the social media posts you're putting up, you know, make sure that it is, you know, kind of current, that you're doing regular, you know, posts, keeping people interacting with your clients and stuff like that is really good. But, you know, making sure that, you know, if you are in a business where you could be affected by COVID, trying to think ahead. That's the best thing that's come out of this has, you know, been making us aware that we can stretch even further. And, you know, did I think I'd be reading for people in Latvia? No, <laughs> or any parts of the world. I just never thought that would be possible for me. So having you think about, I guess, that in your business, what is possible and reaching for the sky, you know, reaching for the sky and really allowing, um, you know, looking for signs from spirit like I do a lot. Use your intuition with that. But, you know, what really is possible? So um, there's no ceiling is what I wanted to uh, sort of say. Uh, Lauren, you wanted to recommend something? Yeah, I'll say as well, just on the ceiling aspect that there's a really great book by uh, Gay Hendricks and it's called The, Bo the Big Leap. And he, he basically talks in that book about how we have a natural ceiling on things. We kind of think that we can't have it all. You know, I can't have a job and a career and my health and my abundance and all these sort of things. And then what, what people tend to do is they upper limit themselves. So they limit themselves from going through the ceiling, essentially, where they go, okay, I guess, you know, some subconsciously, I can't have it all. So I guess if I have all this, then I'm going to get sick. Or if I've got perfect health, that I'm going to have a financial crisis. Or if I've got all these things working, that I'm not going to have a relationship, blah, blah, blah. So in his book, he basically encourages uh, the reader and gives tips and tricks as well on how to bust through the ceiling and how to understand when you are upper limiting yourself, when you're limiting your potential because it's like a default or a habit and ways mm. to overcome that. And it's really, really a good read. So I, I just would recommend that. We'll That's put a link awesome. to that in the show notes too. Yeah, great. And it's just perception, isn't it? It's only perceived, a perceived barrier. Yes, yes. Um, it's never real. Exactly. Or realistic. Yeah. Um, that's excellent. That's definitely something I think you and I have learned through doing this by experimentation, yes. really. Now, Lauren, coming up on the next podcast, we're going to be talking about new ideas and new projects and it is a little on the lines of, I guess, what we've been talking about today, but it's kind of taking a little bit further where I guess we're getting into, spiritually speaking, the sacral chakra womb space where we sort of have those beautiful new ideas, new projects that have come from and really how do we foster those, facilitate those, what do we do You know, when we have them, how do we sort of follow through? And that's coming more into, I guess, that yang energy, the masculine energy. Um, the creation is more feminine. So we're really talking about the balance, I guess, between the masculine and the feminine, which is really, uh, really cool. Um, anything you wanted to add to that? No, for the next no that's good. I think you covered it off. Um, I've got an exciting announcement as well. So I'll be sharing that next, next week. <laughs> oh, very yes. exciting. All right. Well, uh, Lauren, would you like to take us out? This has been the Spirits Up Business Podcast. 
And we would really appreciate it if you like the show that you do, please leave us a review, uh, hopefully a positive review. If you didn't like the show and you want to let us know, you have suggestions and tips for how we can make it better, please do feel free to contact us. Our contact information is in the show notes. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't like the show, Lauren, uh, then I hope a crocodile eats you into little pieces. Uh, Joking. Um, (laughs) I'm just trying to think of like funny things. I'm trying to think of funny things, Lauren. I was like, oh my God, she wants someone to be eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> no, uh, if, you, if you didn't like the show, look, I mean, I can't imagine why anyone wouldn't like the show. We're doing card readings for free on here. So, you know, really, <laughs> there's a lot of value. There's a lot of value. So uh, definitely come back and give it another go uh, if it wasn't your cup of tea today. And we do, uh, as always, write down little uh, show notes um, and little topics, talk topics and things like those. Well. So there might be something we're chatting about that is of interest to you. So, Lauren, that's been great. Um, I will catch you next week, my friend. Catch you next week. Yes. Thank you.